to Maranatha Christian Assembly Podcast, where we bring you the Word of God wherever you are. We pray that you be blessed by God's Word this week. of motherhood yeah a call of motherhood you know uh, to all superwoman over here online we all know the challenges of motherhood and i really want to thank all the mothers mom if you're watching this happy mother's day to you really thank you for just growing me into a woman of god and all the mothers you know growing all your uh, son and daughters to the child into um, a child of god so don't worry, dads. Uh, I'll not leave you out. There will be pockets of uh, sermon and nuggets today that you will, you will also be able to glean. Yep. And I uh, just want to um, share with the mothers that today, you know, it's not easy to become a motherhood, let alone to be a godly mother. And today's big idea is to become a godly mother by surrendering your family to God. You know, I prayed long and hard and uh, what to share this morning because it's Mother's Day. So there's a whole bunch of Mother's Day sermons. But it was very, um, I prayed and asked God, God, what can I share with our church today, particularly for us as a family, sisters in Christ? You know, just pray really, really hard. And, and I was looking at the whole entire list of, uh, you know, very beautiful Mother's Day sermons, Mother's Day title. And then uh, there was this little whisper. It says, Hannah. That's right, Hannah. I was like, Hannah? It's not in the list there, Lord. Who is that? And, and um, yeah, so I read up on Hannah and took time to ponder what Hannah had to teach us. And I found very, very beautiful, important things that Hannah could teach us about surrendering. You know, uh, it's really very, very, uh, it sounded very general, but three important things that we'll be sharing, it's the prayer, how to surrender, and victorious living. I said, wow, I hear this sermon all the time, you know, all talk about prayer, all talk about surrender, and talk about victorious living. So how is it special and unique for today? I just want to remind all of us as parents, as mom especially, Hannah, it's, a very special lady that we all can connect and she went through a lot of things as well just like us you know um as as a woman we also hold a lot of uh, a lot of hats we wear a lot of hats we juggle a lot of balls and you know we go to office we are the employee some of you guys are employer so you already have your fair share of stress and work but when you go home there are also kpis at home do you know what are the KPIs at home? Okay, time for mother to test our fathers. What are the KPIs at home? <laughs> yeah. I can list down uh, the KPIs at home uh, to help the home function, all right? It's, you know, very easy. Feeding the kids, cleaning the house, be the tuition teacher, what else, discipline master, therapist, because sometimes our kids need lots of uh, TLC, tender loving care, sometimes event organizer, right? Discipline master. And then, uh, what else? Problem solver. HR department, 
we have uh, maids, in-laws, and so many else, right? Sometimes we have to uh, organize all the different people in the house and so on and so forth. So, look at your wife. Say, wow, you're a busy woman. Wow. Yeah. And then on top of that, there are also challenges in life. Other than the dailies that was mentioned earlier on, yep, there are also other overwhelming things, such as, you know, financial issues. Some families go through it. Some family goes through uh, family issues as well. Hospitalization, health, and many other things that are way beyond our control. And sometimes it can be so overwhelming that we get distracted by all these obstacles in life, forgetting that, hey, we have a God who can help us. Because being a superwoman, sometimes we like to take it upon ourselves. We like to settle things. But you know, we have a God who is waiting for us call up, to call upon Him so that He can render His helping hand. And as our eyes set on Him, He will help us out of our problem. So that's why this morning, instead of being busy by all the problems and troubles of this world, mothers, let us fix our eyes on God and become that godly mother that He wants us to be by surrendering our family to God. So let's head into Hannah. Hannah is taken from 1 Samuel chapter 1, uh, verse 1 all the way to 28. So this amazing lady, if you have your Bibles with you, swipe to 1 Samuel chapter 1, verse 1 to 28. So a little history about this lady, all right? Um, she's a wonderful woman. She's a woman who gave birth to one of the greatest prophets, Samuel. And uh, with this lady, she's married to a man called Elkanah, who's also married to another woman called Penina. In those days, right, having children, particularly son, was very important, uh, especially, you know, when carrying their ancestry lineage. But Hannah has no children. She just can't bear children at that time. And then we have this Panina who has lots of daughters, lots of sons, lots of children. And what happened is that in that household, the second wife, Panina, was taunting Hannah. Oh, you don't have any children. And you know, sometimes taunts can get really, really, not just irritating, but they can get very demoralizing. And that's what happened to Hannah. Hannah had to go home, and she's really at home, but you know, in that household, have to hear all these demoralizing things in and out, in and out. And sometimes, as moms, as we, as we you know, um, go to work and we go home, and sometimes we hear a very sad news when you know, our children come home, and then they come bearing very sad news. And you feel very sad for your children. How can I help you? And then week in, week out, day in, day out, try to do something good and out of it. But at the end, you find yourself struggling with it. And Hannah was struggling with it. Hannah was not happy because Penina was taunting her. She has that shame already and now somebody's reminding her of that shame. So what did Hannah do? The very first lesson we can learn from her is that she prayed persistently. She prayed persistently. We are good at praying, but our prayer is very short only, you know. Then we thought, oh, okay, we are done. But you know what? Hannah did not just say one simple short prayer. 
She prayed persistently and asked God again and again and again. One thing I noticed about mothers, mothers, you are very good at praying, right? Praying, no feet. You ask us to pray for hours, can. No problem. Okay, we are very good at praying. We pray for Mary who is sick. We pray for John who lost his job. We pray for that, you know, that uh, a migrant worker who is struggling with his family, providing for his family. Oh, we pray for him. We pray for everyone else. If I were to build, or we do have an intercessor team, right? Most of them are mothers. You notice? We are a very powerful praying team. Now, the problem about us is that sometimes we pray for everybody. We are very good at that. We forget to pray for ourselves. Yeah? How many times have you prayed for yourself? Sometimes we forget. We are so fixated on the problems. We are so fixated on other people's issues, your children's issue, your husband's issue, your in-laws' issue, issues at work. But sometimes we forget to pray for ourselves. And what happened is that Hannah prayed for herself. She prayed and asked God. She prayed and asked God. She poured out her anguish and asked God for a child. See, I had that issue. I prayed, but I hardly prayed for myself as well. You know, when I, I had a postpartum depression back then, when it hit me, you know, I went, before I knew that I had depression, I was trying to fix a lot of things at home. Yeah, I was tired, but I still want to pick up the baby, comfort the baby, um, feed the baby. And then, you know, I would stay away at meal times, and then make sure my two big babies, yep, my Lucas and Claire, seven and eight, to make sure they eat, have healthy diet. And then at the same time, uh, I was also moving house. And then I was so busy thinking that, you know, oh, I must pack the house and everything. Thinking that when I fix all these problems, I'll feel better. But you know what? Hannah teaches me a very important thing. He says, give it to God. Hannah had a problem. Her problem is barrenness. She can't bear children. What did she do? Did she go and adopt a child? She didn't. She go up to God. She pray persistently. Very beautiful way of coming up to God. And you know what? When you pray persistently, it helps us with two important things, okay? One is to acknowledge God is sovereign and only He is in control. Two, praying persistently deepens our relationship with God. It is an act of worship, but also an act of surrender. As you continue to be in that relationship, we go into that deep, deep relationship with God. You know, like earlier on I mentioned, you know, it's very easy to pray short, quick prayers. Get it over and done with kind of prayers. But you know what? When you pray persistently, there is a shift inside us. There's a shift to just acknowledge that yes, He is in control. I really sit in that sovereignty of God. Then to have that touch and go in my head, I know that He's God. But to really soak in that presence, to let that reality just sit in us. And then you'll realize that relationship of how God will help us and immerse us to help us answer our prayer. You know what? 
God doesn't want us to solve our problems alone. It breaks His heart to see you struggle. He wants us to come to Him just like Hannah did. You know, in 1 Samuel chapter 1, verse 12, it showed us that Hannah kept on praying. It's not a one-time prayer. It says that she kept on praying. She poured out her soul before God and she prayed her whole being, her whole anguish. You do not come to God with a perfect prayer. You come to God as who you are. And with that, you will start to hear God's presence being with you, God's answers coming to you. And this is where the next point is. When you pray, you also surrender it to God. The second lesson we can learn from Hannah is to surrender all to God. As she was persistently praying, okay, she did not hold back on her emotions. What did she do? She prayed her anguish out. Wow, that deep sadness all out. She was pouring all her emotions, all her desires. What was her desire? Desire to have a child. One child, God, just one son. That raw feelings, if you see verse 10, he came before the Lord with great anguish, weeping bitterly, verse 11, and she made a vow, Lord Almighty, if you would look on your servant's misery and remember me, and do not forget your servant, but gave her son, gave her a son, and I will give him to the Lord for all the days of his life, and no razor will ever be used on his head. Church, Hannah came up to God with all her feelings, with all her desires. She was transparent before God. Sometimes we know how to put a front. We tell, our, we tell each other like, oh, I'm okay, I'm fine, it's okay. But we are not okay. And sometimes we do that to God as well. Sometimes we tell God, God, I'm fine, you know, just fix my daughter, just fix my son, just fix my in-law, just fix that curly, just fix that sister, just fix somebody. But you know what? Hannah teaches that it's okay not to be fine. You can come up to God and be real. You can weep bitterly before God and give all your feelings. And you know what? God already knows how you feel. God already knows how you feel. And He wants you to come up to Him and surrender all these feelings. There's a difference between I know how you feel and I want to help you. I want you to surrender it to me. So you don't have to feel the pain and anguish. And in that same way, God desires for each and every one of us. And this is what happens when you surrender your emotions and your desires to God. In verse 17, after she prayed and she cried before God, in verse 17, Eli answered, Go in peace and may God of Israel grant you what you have asked of Him. And verse 18, she said, May your servant find favor in your eyes. Then she went away, ate something, and her face was no longer downcast. Here, the moment she decided to surrender her anguish and her pain to God, what did God give her? Peace and an answered prayer. You want your prayers to be answered? Give your desires to Him. You want to find peace. 
give your anguish to him and he will exchange it. You'll be able to feel that peace towards that. Yeah. Now, when Hannah has received all this peace and all this um, an answered prayer, she did not just stop there and say, oh, God answered me. I have my son now. But what else did she do? She sacrificed her son and she gave it to God to serve at the temple. Verse 24 onwards says, After he was weaned, he took the boy with her. The boy was Samuel. Young as he was, along with three-year-old bull and apath, a flower of a skin of wine, and brought him to the house of the Lord at Shiloh. When the bull being sacrificed, they brought the boy to Eli, and she said to him, Pardon me, my Lord, surely as, as you live, I am the woman who stood beside you praying to the Lord. I am the woman who stood beside you and prayed for this child, and the Lord has granted me what I asked of him. So now, I give him to the Lord, for his whole life will be given over to the Lord, and he worshipped the Lord there. Church, Hannah did not just give the emotions, her desire, but now she has an answered prayer, her son. What did she do? She surrendered her son. That answered prayer, that desire that she longed for, her son is now given to God. As mothers, as parents, we pride on our children, right? We love them so much. We are so proud of our children. But it's not easy to surrender your children to God. Yeah? Our children is always our pride and joy. You know, the cutest thing makes us feel so happy. Yeah, the weirdest thing also makes us feel so happy. You know, when your children do well in school, you feel good. Right, mothers? You feel good, right? Yeah? When your children are hurt, your heart aches with them. And then... You know, when your children score is, you know what we always say? See, my daughter. Look, my son. As though we are the one who score A's, you know. Wow, my son got a score A, you know, straight A. Then when they do something embarrassing, right? Then it becomes your son. Lah. See, your son like that, lah, right? Lah, your daughter. See, lah, like that. Lah. All the weird things. Learn from you one, not from me. I learn from you one. Sometimes I say that. I confession. I say that to my husband. Ayah, masalah. I must pray harder. Lord, change my uh, attitude. <laughs> yep. So sometimes we do that. Why? Because we pride. We love our children and every beautiful things and every wonderful things, we take pride in them. Yeah. And we're proud of them. They become ours. Because, you know, we pour a lot of effort, a lot of time, a lot of soul in this tiny being grown into a child and you grow into an adult. And we're so proud of... In the same way, Hannah, who was barren, became pregnant and she was carrying the baby inside her for nine months. And then she cared for him until he was weaned, about three years old. Yeah. And then during that time, the intimacy of the mother, I'm very sure, grew. Samuel was mine. That was how she felt. Just like when you look at your child, when you look at your children, wow, Lucas is mine. Claire is mine. Little Daphne is mine. Yeah, in the same way. But you know what? Hannah taught us to surrender our children to God. 
Now, you don't have to surrender. You don't have to, you know, um, send your children to our church to work. Don't worry about that. Yep. But what we need to do is that as parents, we have a responsibility of taking care of our children that was given to us. But at the same time, not to control every single situation, but to allow God to intervene in a situation that He wants us to teach. You know, the irony is that we love our children, we provide for them, we protect them. We direct our children in a way that they'll receive all the good things that we desire for them. And sometimes, right, the problem is that we can overdo it. And then when we overdo it, what happens? We spoil our children. And that's the danger. So, as godly parents, right, we have to, we have to learn to maneuver around and make sure that we don't spoil them and how to do that how best that we can do is to surrender it to God. Ask God to teach us, hear His voice. There was a period, right, where um, my girl, she just started primary school. Now mid-terms already, mid-year, so fast. And uh, so during the first term, right, she just started school, they're all grouped in, uh, in groups. So Claire, she came back complaining about this boy in this group. Oh, this boy has been disturbing her. Now, during parent meet, we met the kids, we met the classmates. And I know about this boy, he's very sweet. Yeah, he's, he's, yeah, he's actually very sweet, but he does have some challenges. So, as a good mom, I will listen to her problems. Week in, week out, same problem. Mommy, he's disturbing me again. He did this, he did that. Well, every day, you just hear this complaint, right? Can go crazy, you know. <laughs> oh, every day, you know, mommy, mommy, this boy, ah, nah, 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 nah. Wow, and then it's irritating. Then after that, from mommy hat shift to therapist hat, because you know, counselor, right? So I use my therapist skill on her. Then I, I, I talk to her, work with her. But wow, very difficult, you no? Know? Same thing. Go back to school, come back home. Mommy, I tried. Mommy, I tried. He still do this. Wow, every Every single day, wow, my head hurts. So, wow, I don't know. And, I, and then there's one time when I did my devotion. So I prayed and I asked God, God, this boy, their relationship has been bugging me. It's irritating me. God, what should I do about it? And then, you know what God said? He said, tell her to pray. Say, wow, that is so deep. You ask a seven-year-old to pray when there is a problem. Usually after problem, right, we come back, then we pray together as a family. No, 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 it's there and then ask her to pray. First of all, as adults, we don't even, we hardly do that, right? We usually have a time out there, we start to pray about our problems. We don't go like, hold on, ah, wait, ah, let me go and pray. First then we come back to our problems. We don't do that, right? It's like so weird, why do you do that? But you know what? God actually said that. And then I told my daughter, I told Claire, wow, very deep, very difficult. Don't know how to tell her. So I said, okay, Claire, I said, darling, when you um, have some problems in school, you know, when he come and disturb you and you feel upset, I would like you to pray. Okay. So she did. Yeah. She went to school the next day. She came back. 
And then she came up to me. I was expecting another complaint, you know. So, oh my goodness, stop the complaint, please God. I already did what you asked me to do. It was so amazing. That day, she said, Mommy, I tell you what, um, just to keep the boy's name anonymous, I'm going give to uh, give him a pseudonym. He says, Shane, actually, stop disturbing me. So I said, what do you do? I prayed. You know, he was disturbing me. And then I prayed. I closed my eyes, take a deep breath. I do this. <sighs> then I prayed. God help me. And then, I hear God says, take out the homework for him. So I go to his bed and I take out his homework. I say, huh? Like that also can. In my house, like, wow. And then so I, I, I do not know whether it's true or not. Like, you know, I was like so doubtful because, wow, so young. I have not heard God's voice. She can hear God's voice already, you know. Don't know whether it's real or not. So never mind. The next day, I was like, wow, you know, praise and everything. So the next day, she came back and she told me the good news again. Mommy, today, Shane actually stopped disturbing me. I said, what do you do? He said, I take a deep breath. And then I close my eyes and I pray, God, help me, help me. Then even he said, he says, just give him the pencil. I said, oh, like that. You know what amazes me? Okay, what really amazes me, right? It's not just about the prayer, no. What amazes me was that she was able to hear God's voice. Wow, it's not first time, second time. And then now, right, I don't hear complaints. I hear her talking about how God speaks to her to help this boy. So amazing. I wish I had the same experience when I was seven years old. Wow. But that is the power of surrendering your children to God. Yeah, that's the power of surrendering your children to God. It's not just about the teaching. It's not just about the therapy, but it's also about humbling and saying, God, I do not know what to do. Take this, my child. Teach her. And God spoke to her. There is this guy, okay, he has a, he has a very beautiful saying. His name is Wayne Siles. He wrote this. He says, children are not ours to keep, but ours to develop for, the God, for God's glory. They are like arrows to be aimed and released. Friends, sisters, parents, let me tell you. I have friends that come up to me and say that, wow, it's easy. Parenting for you is easy. You work with children. You are a therapist. You are a teacher now. You're a next-gen pastor. Very easy. But you know what? That experience had humbled me so much. The moment I recognize my struggle and my weakness, Versus God's ability to guide me, to teach my children. That's powerful. That is what it meant to surrender our children to God, our pride. Now, the last thing that Hannah taught me and will teach us is to live victoriously despite the challenges. You see, Hannah, right, she go back, okay, after um, Eli had blessed her, okay, she was not downcast, she ate. Back then, you know, when taunted by Penina, sorry, Penina, um, her husband's second wife, you know, from being barren, Hannah could have chosen to live in hopelessness, yeah, 
she could have lived in hopelessness even after she heard that blessing. Oh, God will answer your prayer. Then she could have said, wow, God, why you didn't answer earlier? She could have complained to God and feel all bitter and all sad about it. But you know what? Verse 10, right? You see that she chose to hope in God. She claimed that promise that God has given her that she will have her son. And she prayed even more persistently in her heart in verse 12 and 13. And then we see that change in that outlook. Now, prior to that, right, when Hannah was being taunted by Panina, when she's upset about her barrenness, she couldn't eat. She couldn't eat. She was upset. She was so downcast. And sometimes when difficulties come and hit us and challenges come, and negativity starts to flood our mind, we get sad. We feel like, oh, I've got no appetite to eat. I'm so busy. I'm so tired to eat. Sometimes we get so sad that we don't feel like doing anything. But when Hannah got her promise, her promise was not even answered. It was just Elijah telling Hannah that this is what God promised you. You know what she do? Instead of sulking all her way, instead of being bitter, she went back and eat. Went back and not be downcast, be happy. Yeah. And then she did not just stop there. Lastly, in verse 19, right, you notice, she went back to worship God. There was all this before she, has a, she got pregnant. All right? All this. Now, these are signs of victorious living. The thing is, that did Penina, did, did she actually stop taunting her? No, she didn't. Problems will keep coming. They will not stop. But did Hannah continue to live in defeat? No, she did not. She did not. She came up to God. She poured her heart. She continued to claim that promise by living victoriously. She, she started eating and stopped being downcast. And then she goes to the temple and worships God. Sisters, there are things in life we feel unfair about. Yeah. Sometimes we can think about, wow, why are there some things that good stuff happens to people that are so mean? And then me, I worship you, Lord, with all my heart, and all these things happen to me, all this bad stuff. Sometimes, you know, we go up and say, wow, God, I tried and I teach my children to, to walk in the ways of the Lord. I do Bible study with them. And then now my teenager wants to leave church. God, why is this so tiring? Especially for new moms. Wow, when are they going to grow up? It's so tiring. They're sapping the life out of us, right moms? Yeah, and then... You know, it just goes on and on. You know what? The world is not going to stop throwing problems after problems. It is our choice now to live in that bitterness, in that problem, or we want to step out and live in that promises that God has given us. He tells us that, hey, I'm going to give you strength. Are you going to stay and live? Yes, God is going to give me strength. Are you going to stay in that positiveness? God is going to give you confidence. Are you going to step in that confidence that God has given you? Now, how to live victorious living? See, Hannah exhibit all that wonderful eating, la, the looking 
beautiful uh, look on her face and the ability to come back. How can we do that? Just like how she did it. We just need to believe that God answers our prayer. We just need to believe, just like Hannah, she believed that God will answer her prayer. So when she believed, instead of going into that negative role of, you know, being bitter and being upset with God, she decided to say, yes, because God's going to answer me, I'm going to rejoice in that. It's as though I've received my present, but I will receive my present. This is how it looked like. Living victoriously, okay, after having all this problem, does not mean that our challenges will disappear. But it means that we have decided to not let negativity posed us by challenges to consume us. Because it's so easy to be distracted by opposition, by self-doubt, by taunting, and, and you know, anything that is worse that could actually happen. But to stay in that promise of God that every good thing will happen to those who love the Lord. So, to begin to walk in victory every day and allow God to guide you through seasons of life, looks like this. Be at peace because you know that God is answering the promise He gave to you. Don't worry. If God says He will take care of you, He will take care of you. You know, just like me worrying about Claire, wondering whether she will understand the concept of like, you know, pray when she has a problem. In the same thing, in the same way, I had to be at peace and say, okay, God, I'm going to trust you. Speak words of encouragement and positivity. Constantly remind ourselves that God will deliver you from whatever challenges that you're facing. Because words and encouragement comes ringing to our ears. That builds our faith in Him who will answer our prayer. With all this, remember, be confident. Glow like Hannah. Yeah? Glow like Hannah. And because she trusted in God's favour, you should trust in God's favour that's already upon you. Tell yourself, your gift is coming soon. Your answer is coming soon. Tell yourself, all these are going to be dealt by God. Your problems will be dealt by God. The fourth thing, very, very important. Eat, drink, stay healthy, be happy. Okay? Fellowship with one another. Because that's going to remind you of God's faithfulness. So you will not go and dwell in all the sadness, go and feed yourself with all the negativity, but feed yourself with joy, the blessing that God has given you. Just like this morning, our children fed us with beautiful breakfast. We have extras, okay? So mothers, if you have not gotten, uh, you have not had your breakfast this morning, you came late, don't worry, we've got you covered. The youth actually packed extras for you. All right, you're covered. Now, stay healthy. Very important. Eat, drink, be happy. 
because God has promised you. So instead of thinking that, oh, God will not promise, God will not do this, God will not do that. Hey, God will promise you. So why you got so upset about? Be happy. While you wait, instead of sulking, fellowship with one another about the gift you're about to receive. Now, very important. Worship God. Worship God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul and strength to remind you who God is to you. He's the creator of all things. He is a God who can move mountains and seas. That same God loves you and answers your prayer. That same God is going to be with you. That same God loves you. And that is how you're going to live victoriously. So I invite the worship team to come out as a close. You know, mothers, I know life has not been very easy for you guys. I'm doing it with you all. Some of you have teenage kids. Some of you have adult kids. It's not easy. I only have been a small fraction from what you guys have gone through. And I've really felt it. And I know it's tough. But all these problems are not going to go away. New problems will come. It's important to come before the Lord to pray. And surrender all your heart's desire to God. And instead of living in a downcast life, live victoriously because remember, God will walk you through and God will answer your prayer. He provides you in His time. So let us live like Hannah. The woman who fixed her eyes on God. As we close our eyes wherever you are, let us be reminded has done for you some of you have been going through tough times right now dealing with family issues some of you dealing with uh, health issues as well you know whatever you're going through maybe tiredness maybe the simplest thing but yet it feels so difficult to take this time to pray. I encourage you mothers to take this time to surrender all your problems to God. Your children to God. that you're worrying whether your child will study well get good results whether your child is walking faithful in the Lord things that worries you give it to God 
we come before you, Lord, surrendering all our struggles, our pain, surrendering our children, our family, ourself, Lord, into your hands, Lord. Lord, pray that you take them. us in different parts of our life that you will be there for us. Lord, you promise that you will answer our prayer. Lord, you promise us in your word that you will give us peace and strength. Lord, we claim them in Jesus' name. We will claim them, we believe in them, and we walk in them. give them to you. We will walk with our head held high knowing that you will answer our prayer because we believe that you, the God who created the heavens and the earth who loves us so much will answer our prayer in need in times like this. So right now, Lord, we want to live victoriously in that faith. Believing that our prayers are answered and you have heard them all. We take confidence in you and we will walk with great strength. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.